Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. We are glad that you are with us as we get started. A friendly reminder that nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official statement of doctrine or belief of any particular school, church, or calling body. We are not affiliated with any particular school, church, or calling body, and that everything we say here is simply the belief or opinion of the man who states it and nothing more. Let's get started with the show. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Sweet. Let's roll. Cool. Yep. Yeah. That'll be yeah. a great intro, actually. Everybody go, yep. 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 Oh, I'm Wanda Escobar. I was born in Bogota, Colombia. Moved to the United States when I was 12. Uh, uh, now I go to Martin Luther College and I'm starting to become a pastor. Awesome. Ezra? Uh, my <laughs> name's Ezra Bloomer. I'm a sophomore on the pre-stem track at MLC and just enjoying uh, being a child of Jesus. So. Awesome. I don't think we've had a teacher track guy yet, actually. Ooh. Whatever. Speaks <laughs> for itself. I've been one. I know what it's like. Go ahead. I'm Cameron Schrader, junior on the pastor track. Um, I, I think, yeah, I've been on it a couple of times. They probably know enough other than that. <laughs> yeah. Good to have around. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Will Halderson. I'm, I'm new here. I haven't been on before. I'm pretty excited. I'm a junior in the pastor track, so. Awesome. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? What are you into? So I grew up in Canada originally, too, so my dad served a 16-year call up there, and that's where I grew up. As soon as you said Canada, you said Seoul. Seoul. <laughs> Yeah, Canada. But uh, <laughs> but four years ago, my dad took a call to uh, Scroggins, Texas. If you know where that is, it's two hours east of Dallas. Okay. So that's where I go home now for vacations. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot shit. of sunshine down there. Yeah. A lot more than here. Yeah. <laughs> or Canada. I suppose. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a change. Awesome. What are you into? What do you like to do um, when you're not <clears throat> studying Greek and Hebrew? So. You know I lift a lot and in the weight room a ton. <laughs> Waste a lot of my life down there. Uh, I work a lot. Uh, I work over at Mooney's. It's a bar in Hanscott, if you know okay. where it is. So midweek, if you're looking for a drink, hit me up. Awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, hang out with my friends a lot. Waste a lot of time together, play some video games, you know. Awesome. There's yeah. something to be said for a life well wasted. Yeah. You know, yeah. a life like well sometimes wasted. You just got to have fun. Don't don't quote me on that and put it up on your wall or something, but there's something to be said for a life well wasted. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Before we get into it, uh, i got to shout out our video sponsor, Brigham Beard General Beard Oils and Supplements. These guys aren't a particularly hairy crew, but if you need any beard oil, uh, go check out Nate's selection um, at sites.google.com forward slash Brigham Beard General um, or find them on Facebook. It's good stuff. I use it every single morning and most evenings too. You don't want any beard drift. This will take care of it. So thanks, Nate, for the beard oil. Today's topic is discipline. Discipline. Not necessarily all the ways our parents punched us as we were kids, although that definitely ties in with discipline, right? Um, but uh, particularly talking about the role discipline plays in a Christian man's life. So what comes to mind when somebody brings up discipline? What comes to mind? Uh, I think that, um, especially as an adult, uh, it's really important to have kind of a, a regimented idea of what your day looks like. And that's not to say that um, every day has to be the same, but that's kind of the first thing that pops in my mind with, with discipline is kind of knowing what you're about and how you're going to get there. Yeah. I think uh, after this particular week, as soon as I started thinking about the word discipline, I started thinking about studying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't go quite as planned. Yeah. Well, I mean, in college, that's, that's huge. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all about discipline. Like if I, 10 days ago, instead of coming home and watching TV, I would have studied, then this week would have been a lot more easier. fun. <laughs> I agree. Um, that definitely plays a role. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? 
Uh, I think like the, there's really like when I look at discipline, there's really three aspects to it, and I think it's like that spiritual discipline, that emotional discipline, and then that physical discipline. And so each of those areas in my life, like I try to uh, regiment and and have good control over um, and, and set myself up for success. I think you can so easily fall behind it if you don't discipline yourself because uh, it is just in our nature to just uh, fall into being uh, okay with what, what's been going on in your life and things. And so I think what discipline does is really just makes you really focus in on what, what you want to accomplish and what those goals that you're trying to achieve and then break it down to how you can get there. And so, um, you know, you think of like the Greek at MLC and the process that all of us have gone through, like it, it's definitely regimen because there's this goal that we're trying to get to where we can be proficient in uh, in Greek and stuff and be able to read the Bible uh, its original language, which is so cool. But like to get there, we have to have discipline. And so I think that breaks down into uh, days. I also think it breaks down into like uh, units. And then I also think like it breaks down into years. And so uh, typically in my life, like I, I, that same way that of breaking things down, like I try to apply it to those emotional goals, those spiritual goals, those uh, physical goals. So it's kind of like what I think about when I, I hear the word discipline and what it's been directed specifically in my life. So yeah, it yeah. sounds like you put a lot of thought into it too. I've read a lot of books on discipline. And why is it something that's so important to you? Um, because I think it's so easy to be, get complacent uh, with life and be okay with like, uh, I'm just going to stay in this place rather than actually work out of it, you know? And, um, I definitely have been in that, in that spot as a person here on this earth and, uh, it's not, I don't think it's okay to just sit in that, in that moment. Like we should try and try to break out of it and the best way I know how to do that. And the best way that I, I think a lot of people have, have heard about that is, and learned about it is is actually like disciplining yourself and I, and I think like for example like Paul talks about like surrender every thought you know like how do you surrender every thought and I, that goes back to discipline that's an everyday renew it's a renewed self every single day you know and that's by Jesus but it's also um, Jesus working through the word and if you're never in the word or you're never disciplined in that like what's gonna happen you're gonna have your face gonna be dead you know so five minutes ago this dude didn't know what we were talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome is there a spirit man i know yeah he's speaking through him today he's feeling it um, he must have done some real there's some real worship before before we started yeah before we started uh juan you talked a little bit about discipline last time especially in regards to your social media accounts yeah uh well when it comes to self-discipline i would kind of say uh, going along with what um cameron and was saying and Ezra just said uh it starts with like uh finding your purpose and there's a lot of people that know what they're supposed to do and their purpose in life, but there's a lot of people that don't. And if you don't know what your purpose is, then who's better to tell you your purpose than the one who created you? And you find those things in the Word of God and, and the things that he, he told us He told us to do. And you know He gave us ten commandments, but you can basically summarize them in two, love God and love people. So I think that that's what I find in self-discipline is just to love God, love people, and try to make myself a better creation in Christ. And with the social media aspect, just it, yeah like what Ezra was saying it takes time and it's a process it's something that you develop over time and you got to work at it every single day because otherwise you won't get anywhere yeah well I hear you guys saying over and over again is intentionality right mm -hmm. uh, at some point you have to decide what you're going to be focused on what you're going to be disciplined about I think you two guys in particular kind of embody that moment Cam you're training for a race right you're gonna run a marathon run a marathon um, and then you you said living as a uh, living the monk's lifestyle as a bodybuilder. Right? Um, how do you guys decide what you're going to be like? What you value enough to be disciplined about? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, how do you determine what you're gonna um, go after? Yeah. What do you what you're gonna go after? Yeah, I think a lot of that is just you as a person too, and it's like I understand as someone who loves the gym so much. You know, it's like that's my thing. That's what I'm disciplined about. That's what I'm passionate about. But at the same time, that's not what someone else might be passionate about too. <clears throat> so you just got it. A lot of that is individual too. I'm like, individually, that's what I really like to do. So, are you inherently like a disciplined guy, or is that something that's a little extra you have to work on? No, I think that's something that I think well we all have to work on. But for me individually too, um, as someone who's naturally, if we're if this is what we're talking about, someone who's naturally very skinny and small, and it's like. <laughs> you know, I needed that discipline that to initially form the habits that 
I acquired over time, right? And so that's what I think discipline really is too, is that initial forming of habits. So getting into the gym every day or, or sitting down and doing your homework at a specific time, I think discipline is really key in forming those good habits, right? And so when it comes to going to church, going to Bible study, all those things too, discipline isn't always going to hold you to that every time, but starting those habits, I think discipline is, is very key, so. Yeah, yeah, I think coming back to those habits too, once you built them, because eventually you're gonna, like, it doesn't matter how intense you are, how focused you are, you're gonna get distracted at times, right? Right. So the discipline part is coming back to those habits and reforming them and rebuilding them and continuing to refine them, even after the initial, you know, joy starts to wear off a little yeah. bit. I think like discipline specifically comes into play and is super helpful when you're going after something that maybe you're not 100% passionate about. Mm. And I think like <laughs> Greek. that I was, <laughs> yeah. I was really just about to bring up that example. Like, yes, I, I am very thankful that I get to learn Greek and I 100% know that I'm going to use it in my ministry one day. And I should, you know, as a, as a pastor, I think it's important, but at the same time, like it, I'm going to tell you right now that it's not the easiest thing in the world, as you guys all know. Yeah. Um, and so, like the discipline comes into play when I don't want to do my homework or I don't want to, you know, hit the vocabs, and I'm just forced to because I've built that discipline. And so, um, you know, I think there's definitely moments in my life where I've had rough weeks when it comes to my faith, or you know, like I haven't been feeling it or whatever, and discipline comes into play when you built those habits and then those habits force you to go back to um, getting in the word force you to you know do the thing it's the same thing with lifting you know like there are definitely weeks where I don't want to get in the weight room don't want to you know I've had practice or something and don't want to like you know work on myself uh, but you go back to the level of discipline and what you've built so I think that's a specific like area where discipline comes huge into play yeah you make me think about I don't remember who said it it might have been one of those Navy SEAL books that everybody was reading like four or five years ago. I remember those. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, there's somebody talking about the idea of like when stressful situations hit, like in those worst moments, you will f always fall to your highest level of mastery, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and that's where I mean, that, that discipline again and again is going to keep coming. Like if you're not disciplined about something, you're not going to rise to the level of your best intentions. You're going to fall to your highest level of expertise. Mm -hmm. um, that all comes with discipline. Yeah. Um, when you guys start to tailspin a little bit, because everybody does, right? What is it that's, what do you, what do you think, well, first, what's, what starts to go? Like, when I, when I'm going to, like, th afterwards, like, after you have a couple of days where you're just not disciplined, right, and you're falling apart and the wheels are coming off, <laughs> I can usually trace it back to either, like, staying up too late, you know, eating the wrong food, um, just like, yeah, I can usually trace it back to something in particular, and it's usually because I don't want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, do you guys notice any patterns in your own life of, like, when you're going to get off the horse? I think sleep, sleep's probably the first to go for me. Uh, I'm, I admittedly am, like, really good at overbooking my schedule, um, <laughs> especially here. And so, yeah, and so, like, all it takes is is one more paper quiz or thing that that needs attention at night, and then I stay up past what I'm supposed to, and then the next day I'm dragging. Maybe I take too long to do my homework, have to run rush through lunch. I don't eat as much as I should, and then my run that night sucks, and then I'm sitting around feeling sorry for myself after my run, and so homework doesn't get done as quickly, <laughs> and then I don't sleep. So it's yep. just like I, I think it's. For me, it usually starts with sleep, or, um, and that that could come from you know, obligations taking too long, or just deciding, yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with friends tonight. And so sometimes it's, it's a decision, and sometimes it's a little bit less intentional. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, I think it's when like two of the, two or three of like the sleep, the the food, like or um, you know, I stayed stayed out and with friends, you know, which is a blessing, but like. Then it's like, oh man, now I didn't do my homework. It's like when two or three of those things compound onto each other, that's when I really start getting like falling. Um, and I, it's funny because like this week I think has been like, I, I think we can all acknowledge like we've been in the the saddle for this new semester for, you know, we're we're kind of over that halfway hump now, yeah. and it's like we didn't we haven't gotten a break really. Like it's just kind of like everything is kind of like compounding on each other. Um, and I definitely felt at the end of the, this last this last week, like literally today, 
um, like the loss of motivation and just, um, you know, slowly like slipping. And I think it's, it's okay to let yourself, like, I think I'll first off want to like make sure that people know that it's okay to let yourself like slip every once in a while. Like there, there's, there's grace, there's forgiveness for that. And like, um, like, like if you fall out of your habits, like take a weekend where you're just like pulling back, you know? Um, and you know, me and Cameron, we went, uh, just got away like one weekend and just like had a weekend where we could just kind of refocus and stuff. Like it is good. Like God wants you to, to take a step back, refocus on, uh, what your priorities are and things. Um, but I think once you take that step back, it's how can you quickly get back into it and stuff. Um, and is that, is your time that you take a step back, is it going to be intentional with figuring out what your next steps are? Or is it going to be something where you just kind of, uh, you kind of take it, but then don't actually use that for like help to help you get back into things, you know? Um, and so that's, I think this weekend is truly going to be what it's going to be for me. Uh, it's in full honesty. It's just going to be, uh, I'm not going to try to do much homework. I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to do the things that I really enjoy doing because I, I need that, you know, and it's okay to be self-aware and say, Hey, I need this this weekend. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to fall into the routine that I, I built for myself because I need to take a step back. So. Well, I think that is discipline to yeah. recognize in yourself, like, Nope, I got it. This is like, this is what my needs are at the moment. This is how I'm going to meet those needs. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about, the, we talked a little bit about the long game, the idea that you know, like you've got long-term goals going. Um, and part of that is the comfort of like, discipline over time yeah. you know like i don't need this today mm-hmm. you know if like this particular set of vo- vocab might be a little weak but i've got three <laughs> weeks until the test you know um you know this uh you know I, these lifts might be not night like, this week might be a rough week might not really push it this week yeah. but you know at least i'll be back in the saddle next week again you know those kind of and i think we forget especially as dudes, like we get so intense about the things we're doing sometimes yeah. that we just like, it's okay to take a break. And so I think, uh, I think often women are better at that than we are. Mm. Um, but yeah, for sure. I, I was just reading a book a few weeks ago, um, called to hell with the hustle by Jefferson Bethke. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, but <laughs> there are some good, there are some good things to glean. Uh, and one of them was the difference between a goal and a progression. So like, I think we're a very goal oriented society. I would consider myself, a really goal-oriented person but what he defined as a goal versus a, a progression is a goal is something this like this lofty aspiration you have and you're like looking at that and all you're doing is is doing things that you think will get you there but the problem with that is 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 when you slip when when something happens like that or maybe um you're you have to go somewhere else and do something else and you miss a day that's a failure you just had a you just had a personal failure and now you have to find a way to not only claw yourself back out of that hole, but then get back on the horse. Whereas if you view it as a progression, if you just say, I'm maybe, maybe this is my ultimate goal, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to progress to get there. So instead of, I need to, I need to, I need to run every single day. It's like, I need to, I need to build volume. And so instead of, uh, it being a personal failure, if I don't feel great today, I just know I got to get on the road and I got to do something. And that's going to bring me closer to my goal because it's a progression. Um, I don't know. That's that stuck with me. It's not as concrete as I'd like it to be, but I think I I liked where he was going with it. Well, I think that's exactly it. Like you're going to have concrete goals along the way. You know, like I I, I want to be able to take my shirt off this summer and look good, right? <laughs> but I also we were talking about this a little bit yeah. before we hit record. Like I want to look good this summer, but I also want to be able to you know. Oh boy, deadlift 500, squat 400, and bench 300 until I'm like 75 years old, right? I know that's not going to happen, but I'm as long as humanly possible. Um, and like when you have those two, that's a really vague goal, right? Mm-hmm. And there are certainly days right now where I can't do that, um, but it's something that's out there. And it's, a build, it's a lifestyle goal more than it is like a specific action goal, you know? Yeah. Um, like even they talk about this with pro athletes all the time, right? Like obviously you want to be an all star, you want to be great, you want to be. But what are you gonna do when you're done with that? Right. There's got to be something more on the end. I like the easy, like the low hanging. Well, it's not low hanging fruit, but the, like the easy goal obviously we've all got in common is I want to be a, a man after God's own heart, right? Um, and uh, I'm not today. So what what lifestyle I think is maybe a better word for it? Um, do I follow now so that in the future? I get there. And, and 
how many, uh, what percentage of, of young boys do you think at some point in their life want to be a professional athlete? 97%. And what percent get there? Less really than low. 1%. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Yeah. Because the people that do are obsessed with it. It's about so much more than becoming a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about doing. It's about doing what you want to do before you're going to do it professionally. Yeah. 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 Sure. I, I think I remember a, a quote. I was like, uh, I think it was like LeBron was talking, and somebody was like, "Man, how can I be be you or whatever? How'd you get to where?" And then he he just turned the the phrase basically back on itself. He's like, "I don't think you really want to do the things that." got me to where I am today like everybody says I want to be this I, I want to be that but to do the things that it's required to get to where you know as some of those professional athletes are or, you know some of the people that you really look up to are you willing to put in the work to get there uh, and that's where discipline gets comes into play because like it, it's tough to, to take a goal like that such a lofty goal you know and like all of a sudden you're sitting here and this goal is like way up for those who are not watching, way up here, um, I have one hand high, one hand low. But anyways, um, it, but when you break it down into different steps, you know, you think of like a, a, the ladder analogy. You know, you break it down to how do I get there slowly but surely. Um, it, it becomes a lot more easy, and I think discipline allows you to to reach a long term goal uh, in a very healthy way, rather than like recognize that oh man, all of a sudden there's this huge gap, and I can't. I'm never gonna be able to scale it in one night. I'm never gonna be able. To, but day by day, you know, I'm never going to be able to read the Bible uh, overnight in Greek. It's just not going to happen. I wish it did, you know. I would, I would I'd rather not have to take Greek at MLC, just have it all in my, in my brain. But yeah, just take the magic pill. I know, I wish. If I could just sleep on the book or something and just absorb the knowledge, that'd be great. It's but, one of the unknown side effects of the COVID vaccine. Really good at languages, just like that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I think that also goes back to the fact, like, I think that there's different levels of goals, too, right? And so I think... You know, there's there's some of those really practical goals, those really easy goals. But yes, there's also the ones like being a, a man after God's own heart is not a goal that you can just, it, it's, it's a lifelong goal, right? So there's no end date to that goal. You know, I, I'm never going to be like, this is like, I've reached it, you know, and I'm going to stop, you know. Um, but at the same time, like, man, there's like the lift, uh, lift 300 pounds. Like, that's a goal that you can achieve at one point, right? Um, but lifting that until you're 75 is a completely different type of goal, you know? And so it's important for you as you set goals and set your disciplines to like understand, like, what are these goals? Are they, are they short-term? Are they long-term? Are they ones that have a definitive end or are they ones that continue to progress? Um, and then also be able to go back to those goals and, and rework them, you know, keep, keep understanding that, that you're setting new ones, redefining them, um, because, it, it, it's those goals, the the ones that you set, and then the disciplines that allow you to get to that, that allow you to actually like progress as a human being here on earth. So yeah, well, and I see, well, and I see you doing that pretty clearly too. Especially like obviously the goal is to be a pastor, and uh, the goal is to be a spiritual leader. <clears throat> and you already not like the way I see your your Instagram page essentially what is your instagram uh fresh faith underscore fresh faith underscore <laughs> yeah, yeah um so i'll put in the link too link yeah, yeah i'll make sure we you. get a link in the description um so then uh what, but basically what i see it is you saying how can i have an influence right now like how can i do what i'm going to do already now while i'm getting ready for that yeah and, and like you you hit a really good important point that i think it's 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 huge I'm a huge advocate for the little things. Like you gotta be passionate about the little things and treat them as if they were like the big things. Mm-hmm. And and when I think of those uh, little things, I think of like uh, the book of uh, Luke in chapter 16, verse 10, where he says, "If you're faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. But if you're dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities." And God like tells us like clearly that if you are faithful or if you do the things that you're supposed to do with like the little seeds that I give you, like those seeds are gonna grow into huge trees that are gonna bless a ton of people. And so it's a matter of like you said, it takes time, it takes uh, it's a process, but like you gotta start at some point too. Like the sooner you start, the closer you'll be to get to the point where you wanna be. Yeah, yeah, that's where that discipline comes into because you're not always gonna have that motivation to do those little things, and that's yeah. when that's when discipline is really important to do it even though you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So do you see a lot of spillover from the gym into everyday life? How so? Um, well, like obviously it's something you have to be incredibly disciplined about. Um, and you were talking about how you were always a skinny little yeah. twiggy kid, right? Um, so and it's taken a lot of discipline to get where you're at. So have you seen 
those, particularly the skills that it takes to get going um, with your physical life, have you seen those things impact your daily life? Right. I think I think the big thing that I've taken away recently is just being able to take two steps forward and then like one step back and be able to like take a step back and evaluate where you're at and realize that even when you achieve those goals, like I, I just achieved one of my, my big goals a while ago. I, I, uh, was, I squatted 315 for four or whatever, and I was like, my big goal that I had for the longest time. I can't do that today. You know, <laughs> so you got to realize that, okay, you know, whether it be, you know, I want to be a pastor or, I, you know, I want to be a, a man after God's own heart. You know, one of those, one of these days I'm going to achieve that goal, but I'm not always going to be faithful. You know, I'm not always going to be, the perfect man that God wants me to be, you know, but some, some, some days, some days people will look at me and it's like, okay, you know, but it's, it's, it's not going to be every day. And so being able to realize that you might achieve your goal, but then you got to step back, you know, and then push forward, step back. It hurts sometimes. Yes. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. But I think that's really important. Absolutely. You got to honestly review your day. Like you can't, you can't lie to yourself about how no. you did. You're not always going to be on your A game either, too. It's like, you got to understand, you're not always going to be. Just because you did this amazing thing one day doesn't mean that's just where you're at right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which sucks, yeah. but yeah. that's just how yeah. it is, too. Like, I think the, the key point that you guys are drawing out, and, like, I kind of want to just, like, verbalize for the viewers, is, like, intentionality to take a step back and evaluate. Evaluation is so key very for discipline. Like, you know, you think about, like, setting goals and stuff, um, and then you're doing it. You're in the, you're in the thick of it. Um, and then, you know, you talk about hitting a goal, but the goal, it doesn't just end there. Like, yes, you've hit your goal, but also evaluate what did that process teach me? Or what is, how does this, this hitting of a goal here impact another area of my life here? Or is this goal over now that I've hit it? Or do I need to keep evaluating and understand, hey, how can I build on this? You or know, can I improve for next time? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And or so even is this a healthy goal? 100%. Yeah. Like you need to be evaluating every single goal you set constantly because you know, we, life changes, you know, we progress as human beings throughout life. Like my, my same goals that I had in high school are not the same goals as, as emotional, physical, and spiritual as I have now here in college. Like my life has simply just changed. It's progressed. Um, and so it it was wise for me at some point in my life to step back and understand, Hey, where am I, where am I going as a human being? Do I want to go there? Is this place a place that's good for me? Um, in, in the situation that I am, and then reevaluate, you know, every situation you get put in life, like constantly step back, evaluate. Yeah. So as you're talking about uh, self-evaluation, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah. I think every once in a while, and of course this goes back to me lifting too, but every, <laughs> every once in a while, usually it's every two months or so, I take a week and just step back and I say, okay, what did I do well? What did I not do yeah. well? What were my strengths? What do I need to improve on? And just you know relax take a little bit of volume off take a little bit of intensity off, <laughs> and just chill for a week and let my body rest and I think that's really important too for just other aspects of life as well you know you come to the end of the semester end of a quarter and you think okay what did I do well and what needs improvement and for me too I, you know this year I'm taking three languages and it's hard <laughs> yeah. and it just at the end of last semester to be able to look back and okay like did I achieve my goals you know kind of not quite to where I wanted to (laughs) but that's okay and I progressed like you were saying I progressed and I got better and this is what I think I can change for next time to do better Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be able to say that if I didn't have time off and on the bright side you got like 20 more semesters to get it right (laughs) yeah I have so many more chances to get it yeah I think uh you know, what you said was exactly basically how I go about evaluating my goals. But I think there's one aspect that I also try to incorporate on top of that. I'm sure you do it as well once you hear it. Is like, how, am I having fun? Is there joy in this? You know, because like life, like, like God created us and life to like for us to enjoy. Like he does not want us to go about life like not enjoying it, you know. Um, he's given us his son, which allows us to have joy in the moment. And uh, find joy in the everyday life, but I think the biggest thing that I am constantly evaluating, reevaluating, is how can I add joy to something? Um, because let me tell you, like you're up in the the library until midnight um, some nights with Greek, and it's like, man, this is not fun at all. But if I can supplement that with, oh, I'm with, studying with a friend, or uh, I'm like 
actually like helping somebody else while also studying, like all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier for me. Um, and so I think when I take a step back and, and evaluate uh, my goals, my, my disciplines, and how do I incorporate joy? Am I having fun? Um, because if you're not, if you're not having joy in life, like that just sucks. Like it's not fun to go after things when there's no joy involved or if you don't like it. Um, and so even those things that you may not like right off the bat, like there are ways to incorporate joy and fun into those things. Yeah. Well, I like the way you put that too. Not the idea of like, if it isn't fun, like turn and run away. Yeah. yeah. Like reevaluate, figure like this is something I've chosen to do. You know, what happened to the joy? Yeah. Um, and then find ways to insert that joy back in. What's the why behind the what? What? Why are you, you doing what you are doing? And I think once you evaluate, once you reevaluate what the why is, the, it becomes a lot easier to do the what, you know? Well, and that's so cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Yeah. It wouldn't be cliche if it wasn't true, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. What, guys, what does it look like when you uh, self-evaluate? I, I, the thing I evaluate the most is uh, whether or not I'm bringing glory to God in what I do. And even, let's say for the Greek example, like, it's hard. I'm not the greatest at Greek. I will never say that. But I'm, no, I'm yeah, trying. Join the club. Like, yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> and it's, it's a matter of, like, am I trying hard enough? Is it just for myself or is it actually for God? Am I not trying hard enough if, if it's for myself or for God? So it's just, to me, it's, I, I struggle a lot with that sometimes because sometimes I just do things because I have to do them, not because <laughs> I actually feel like I'm helping people by doing them. So to revaluate my stuff in that regard reminds me to, like, the reason why I do everything. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I go and talk to somebody for lunch or if I go and do my homework, it's not because of me, but it's because God gave me another day to live a life according to his purpose or to live a life to glorify him. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what I'm, I'm constantly reminding myself of. Preach, brother. Amen. <laughs> I think uh, for me, self-evaluation is like, honestly, the easiest part of discipline. I feel, I feel everything on a really, really deep level. It's always been this way. Like you can ask my parents, when I was a kid, there there was on top of the world or just mad. <laughs> um, we have like a home video of of me just like staring at mom, just like hitting my hand against the banister. I'm just like I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> and uh, it's the same. Like the, the, my emotions kind of kind of work the same way now. So like if I get to the end of the day and I didn't do so well, I didn't. Maybe I didn't get my homework done. I didn't make it to Bible study in the morning. I didn't, uh, you know, spend enough time with people. Um, I will, like, I will feel, like, super discontent. Um, and part of that is is, a, is, a, is me needing to find more purpose where it matters at times. Um, but a lot of it is just, I think, a really good self-regulating factor, you know? Um, I can look at my day really honestly and say like, okay, well, tomorrow will be objectively better if I just do this. Like, yeah. I, I know that right now, like any, any given night when I go to bed, I will be more, more excited about waking up at six to go to Bible study when I go to sleep than when I, when I was up at six. <laughs> but if I can decide like, okay, I'm going to just set my clothes right here. Um, so I can get dressed in the dark, make coffee and go. And then I just decide I'm doing it. No yeah. matter what, yeah. just get up and go, and then uh, that's the first step to, for me at least, to doing the things and, and living a disciplined life. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say that, and, and I think the theme kind of follows along with everybody. Kind of implied what you then said, right? Is that intensity of you know self characterization, if you will. I think a lot of times I'm upset with myself over things that nobody else would be. Yeah. Like, and that I, what that really is, and, and sometimes, I'm not saying this is this way for everybody, but in general, for me, my expectations for myself are so much higher than everybody else's in a good way. Like, I want to be so much more than they want me to be. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, and so that, that, on that side, a lot of times I have to be like, okay, you're disappointed with yourself. Like, that doesn't mean everybody else you know, either understands or appreciates yeah. Yeah. You know, what you expect of yourself and why this isn't, you know, uh, why you're not ha necessarily happy with it. And sometimes that kind of interferes with my relationship with the <laughs> the rest of the world too. But um, I don't know, I think that's exactly it, is setting that, uh, setting those expectations that are good and healthy and worthwhile and then just 
balls to the walls for him. You know, yeah. like no governor on on those goals at all. Just getting after him, and that's what uh, that's kind of where I like. I do do like an intention, especially you, like you were saying at the end of a semester. And as a teacher, those are your circadian rhythms, right? Mm -hmm. The uh, like just that's probably not the right use of that word, but it's it's a big word and it sounds intelligent. <laughs> so anyway, there's <laughs> gonna be like one person who does. We don't know. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so those are just those natural rhythms of life, right? You get a week off or two weeks off for Christmas. You get you know you have a whole month of meetings usually at the end of a school year. To assess and to figure out, you know, what went well, what didn't, what we're going to change, how we're going to do it different next year, and so naturally just going through that. And a couple of times I've tried using like, you know, uh, like a book of some sort uh, that kind of guides you through it. And there's some good ones. There's some not so good ones. There's some where I've gotten halfway through and went, "This is pointless." You know, yeah. um, there's a John Wooden one that's really really good, where he just breaks down everything. I've heard that the Oh, who's the guy that does the 12 Rules for Life? Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I heard his, it takes like 20 or 30 hours to complete, but it's excellent, which sounds like Jordan Peterson. Guys, <laughs> sounds like Cameron. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a complex man. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> so um, th with those things in mind, what are your non-negotiables, like on a day-to-day -day basis? For me, it's like I will read my Bible every day. Um, and if I don't read my Bible when I wake up in the morning and it never happens during the day, if nothing else, like it'll be the dwell app while I'm falling asleep, it'll be playing, you know, a couple of songs before I fall asleep or whatever it is. That is a non-negotiable, usually coffee in the morning too, although that's more that's of right. a, that's more of a physical need at this point <laughs> than it is anything else. Um, but like, that's an absolute non-negotiable. You guys um, have any non-negotiables? I'll go, mine's a good segue from that. Um, I'm not... I'm not going to say the Bible, obviously, because you just did, but... Well, I, I would hope it's a given for all of us. Right, yeah. and it probably looks different for all of us. That's, yeah. the, that's the other thing, is like, I think it took me years to find the thing that actually worked and stuck. Um, and there are still times where I, I like, miss a day, or miss a week, um, but, like, that's, a missing, that's missing a week of, like, my Bible study, you know? There's, right. there's always those little non-negotiables, like, right. I'm going to read a chapter right before bed. Well, and those change with every phase of life, too. Yeah. So, and like, when we all get to the seminary, that'll look different. So, right. when we're married, it'll look different. Have kids, it'll be, it all changes. But Final um, works for you. And always working back to to that yeah. goal of finding something that works for you. But you're... My, my, the number one thing that I literally do every single day is coffee. But it's not, it's not just... Attaboy. Not just coffee. <laughs> you know it's because he put that hand up. Yeah. It's not just <laughs> coffee. I, it is a coffee ritual. It is the... the the number one thing that wakes me up in the morning and wakes my roommate up. Sounds like a call. <laughs> <laughs> I, so this is what this is the first question I ask anyone that wants to room with me is, are you okay with me turning on my coffee grinder in the morning? Um, because I'm not going to grind it overnight. We're just going to lose flavor. So <laughs> wake up in the morning. First thing I do, measure out the coffee, grind it, um, and then then I then I do my brew. Yeah. And that's that that ritual. The smell of the. The coffee brewing, the pouring, it just, that, that is the first step in a good day. And a bad day, because we do it <laughs> Well, it is, I think you have a better chance of having a good day after that. Right. I actually missed it. I missed it one day this week. Oh, was, was maybe the, for, for the first time in a year. And it was, it was a slow, slow day. Okay. I imagine. Yeah, so there's actually a really good book that I recommend any, any listener, Atomic Habits. Uh, I don't know the name, I forget the name of the guy who wrote it, but... Um, it, in the book, it just talks about all about these different life hacks. And so Cam, the way that Cameron uh, talks about, you know, this, this brewing of, of coffee and stuff, it, it's actually a psychological thing. The fact that you have like this thing that kind of sets you on your day that you do every single day will actually force you to those habits. You associate the good habits of waking up every single day with the, the brewing of the coffee. Or for me, every single night before I go to bed, I'll always lay my clothes out before um, I get into bed because I know in the morning, um, like this is this is what's gonna get me going for the next day. It's just like a stupid thing, but Sounds like, like Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's a stupid thing, but like it does like create a habit. It's like a chain reaction. Like I know that because this is this way, I'm going to end up doing this. Um, uh, like last night, I didn't lay my clothes out, and I. Uh, Cameron can attest to this. I didn't get up to go uh, read my Bible in the morning with the the other guys that I normally do. Um, and that it's a chain reaction, you know, um, and so my encouragement for you one is to possibly read this book if you're thinking if you've liked anything you've heard so James, far. James Clear. James Clear, yes. G genius, dude. Um, but 
also is to find those little tricks that, that gets those things started. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I think that's kind of one thing that, that kind of gets me going in the morning, I guess. Yeah. Juan, what are your non-negotiables? Uh, I'll say two. One, going along with what you guys were talking about, uh, that's making my bed in the morning, yeah. mm -hmm. which is like by far one of the nicest yeah. things that you can do. And yep. it can, like you said, it's a psychological thing that... Cam's <laughs> 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 looking around. Yeah. That is a negotiable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And like, yeah, like you were saying, so it's a psychological thing that literally makes you think that you already did something important in your day, therefore you can like attest and do other things mm -hmm. that are along with that. And then the other one, it's kind of like a personal one that I've been working on, it's just trying to make somebody else's day uh, better or try to make somebody else smile. I feel like we live in a society that's very like, uh, I don't know, kind of like peer pressure-y, like they, they put a lot of things at you and that can overwhelm people very easily. And I personally grew up in a household that was not uh, fond of like much love and, and affection so I really want to bring that into like people that I see every day maybe just by saying hi to somebody like saying just hello to somebody can go a really long way sometimes because it literally can make the, their day yeah. so I feel like the little things like that help a lot or oh, just praying with them yeah. uh, I wish yeah. we could smile at people it, it yeah okay so I transferred in uh, to MLC if you guys didn't know uh, first semester and it was weird because I like knew like two people on campus so Typically, in the past, when I've gotten to a new situation, I just kind of smile at people, just like, no, hey, he's a friendly face, like, maybe he's a nice person. Um, <laughs> but first semester, people thought I was really creepy because <laughs> all they would see was these eyes look at them and, like, their eyebrows would raise, but I was really smiling, but at the same time, it just looked like, looked odd yeah. with the, the mask or whatever. What's the first thing I do when I walk out? I, there, was, there was a day last week or two weeks ago where I was talking to you guys and I forgot to take my mask off. And I felt so guilty because the first thing I do every time I walk out of the building is take my mask off just for that reason. Yeah. So that I can start looking at people and so people recognize me. I'm not, you know, some mask. Yeah, you're, some, you're a mask creature, you know. Yeah. Like, they, nobody knows who you are, yeah. you know. Um, but that's such a huge thing, too. Actually, I would, I would put that on my list of non-negotiables, is greeting people yeah. politely and, like, saying hello. And not even necessarily having a conversation with all of them. Um, I'm not quite on the gust level, but the uh, just like having that, just having a smile on my face and making people comfortable, like, and it goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. it does for sure, for sure. What are your non-negotiables? Food. Yeah. I love oh, food yeah. so much. Uh, yeah. But um, so a lot of the time too, like I'm gonna start dieting for the summer or whatever in a couple of days here. I'm actually pretty excited about it. <laughs> but, but food is such a non-negotiable because even when you're dieting and you're hungry and it's like, I, I have in my diet certain foods that I just love. Like I love dark chocolate. I'm gonna eat dark chocolate every day. I don't care, <laughs> you know? And so I fit it I fit it in, I make sure it's in there because it's a non-negotiable for me, so. Yeah, and I that's. I think. Well, oh, you saw the giant bowl of chicken thawing yeah. out of the cutter. Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah. <laughs> it's also good to reward yourself too. You know, like chocolate yeah. maybe isn't something that naturally people are like. You know, it's not even. Friday not, night ice cream. Do but like it's good to reward. Friday night ice cream. It's so important to reward yourself too. Yeah. You know? That's good for longevity too, yeah. because it's like if you're if you're strict with you, and this goes for everything too. If you're just super strict with yourself all the time, like motivation might kind of get you through that at first, but at a certain point. You just give up because mm -hmm. it, it's just not fun. No, right. You know, you need that little, that like 10% of wiggle room, you know, where yeah. you can be an adult and eat what you want. Yeah. And, you know, go out with your friends and yeah. do something that you want. Even though it, it doesn't really fit into your schedule, yeah. you're going to yeah. make it fit. Right. You know, that's fine. Yeah. I used to do Friday night pizza. I would eat an entire pizza every Friday night. And then Saturday was just such an awful morning. Uh, <laughs> I decided to go with Friday night ice cream instead. And that's a little sweet tooth thing, too. So I love ice cream. Yeah. I used yeah. to crush like at least two Domino's pizzas a week. It was last year. Actually. Yeah. When I was working to working have your metabolism. Hey, you got to use the way you have it. <laughs> I don't think I ever did. <laughs> the pizzas don't pair well with, with running. A lot, though. Oh, I don't oh, imagine. I tell you that right don't now. imagine. Chicken okay. and veggies. I've been about to give you guys way too much information. Are you ready for this? Okay, so I've been trying to find ways to get more greens into my diet um, because I'm a big boy and I love my protein and I just don't ever eat enough greens. So I was trying to like change up my timing. So instead of having, I usually have like a whole milk protein shake right away in the morning, um, and then I, and then I eat the school lunch at school. Um, 
after I'm done teaching and then immediately come home and eat like half a dozen eggs just to get the protein in. Um, but I flip-flopped them, so now I'm eating uh, cottage cheese and eggs in the morning. So five eggs and cottage cheese in the morning. And then um, because I'm in class and teaching and stuff, I usually don't eat again until like noon and then again at like one o'clock. So I decided this week I was gonna do spinach, like just a handful, which I have big hands, so it's a big handful of spinach, but a handful of spinach with like uh, mushrooms for the vitamin D and bell peppers and all that kind of stuff eggs. in there. No, just like on the side. So I had making really? chicken, and so the chicken, I also split my chicken portion in half, so instead of sitting down and eating a pound and a half of chicken all at once, which I have the stomach to digest, thank the Lord, but <laughs> um, I know it's not always easy, but I decided to eat spinach in the middle of the day. So on uh, Tuesday, this is before I went to the chiropractor, so I wasn't literally lifting that heavy because I knew something was wrong. And then Wednesday I went to the chiropractor and then got after it. And then yesterday, this was the third day of eating spinach and at noontime, I tried to train legs. I don't think I farted so much in <laughs> <laughs> one hour. Any other time. Oh, I think the farts yesterday, if you combined them all, and it was probably more like more airtime than all of my <laughs> life combined up till then. Like it was so bad. Yeah. It in was the worse, room, yeah. and it smelled bad too. In the weight room. Yeah, like it was at the point where <laughs> like I was doing abs and people are like taking off their headphones and like looking around. And Dude, I thought it I was the worst. <laughs> oh, that was a little. That was a little too early. That was a little too early. I hadn't quite started then. And we've yeah. lost all the viewers for this. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness, yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, pro tip. That's when you go in the corner where there's no one, and then you can. <laughs> but this went on for like. 45 minutes or an hour. It just kept going and it's time, going. Time to switch off the spinach. <laughs> and this is, and this is, and this is. I just wanted to share with someone. And this is where evaluation comes so. The best part of this is my students watch this too. Right. So I will most definitely hear about this on one. You're getting blamed. Awesome. You're getting blamed for every fart in the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I already do. That was okay. one of my favorite things when I was teaching first and second grade. Is I would just like walk over and fart next to a kid and then walk away and then be like, and then watch them all turn. Jamal, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. They all turn on each other, and then they're all arguing. And then after a while, they figure it out. And so then when anybody farts, it's just, Mr. You. It's like, I wasn't even old. What are you talking about? You, you deserve it. It's, oh, yeah. Deserve it. Anyway, I'll own that. We'll, we'll save the rest of that for the fart, the fart episode of the podcast. We should, do an, we should do an episode fart entirely about farts. Gotta, yeah. make, gotta make sure Gustav's back for that one. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's out tells of, me. He's out of quarantine today. He finally got out of the clink. Yeah. Been watching his Instagram videos. Anyway. Yeah. If you haven't been watching Gus's Instagram videos, was it speech talks from a window yeah. or something? Like that? You feel if you feel sad, watch them and you'll feel better. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm I'm doing all right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Guy. That's ah, oh, that's gotta be so that's tough to be locked serious. in that room like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What are you guys chasing after? Well, we talked about big goals. We talked about um, like lifelong goals. And can we talk a little bit about? Why don't you start us off? What are you looking for right now? What are your What yeah. are your big goals right now? So my my biggest goal right now is that I'm I'm hoping to run a marathon on May 29th, which is super cool, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah congrats, man. And actually, so I don't really like running. Um, the reason I just the reason <laughs> the reason I decided to run a marathon is because I told myself I couldn't. Um, and I almost told somebody else I couldn't, and then I decided instead of sending that comment that I was gonna do it instead. Um, but that's not enough motivation for me, um, and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the pitch right now because it, I just partnered with um, an organization called the Exodus Road, uh, which is an organization that sends um, operatives into brothels in Thailand, India, Southeast Asia, um, literally wearing spy gear um, to collect information to break up trafficking rings and and bring uh, criminals to, ju uh, to justice and rescue little boys and girls from from forced sex trafficking um, and so I'm partnering with them and so now the goal is to leverage this marathon for justice and to see uh, how much money we can raise every every dime is going to literally save children um, and so like when I'm out on a 14 mile run and it sucks, and I'm uncomfortable. Like, I should doing I just, it for the kids, right? Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, well, this this is awful. This this is this is so uncomfortable, but it's not half as uncomfortable as as what they're going through. Yeah. And so, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm launching my campaign on um, on March 29th. Uh, so there'll be probably a promo video, some 
might be interviewing uh, the friend of mine that got me into all this. Um, maybe maybe some people in the organization. So keep an eye out. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you have any? Do you know where any of that's going to be posted yet? It'll it'll all be probably through my Instagram, Cam Shro at Cam Shro C A M S C H R O. You just say it again so that you remember. At C A M. S-C-H-R-O. These show notes are going to be so long. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) At C-A-M-S-C-H-R-O. It'll be in the... One more time. Yeah. (laughs) Again. (laughs) It'll be in the show notes down below. Another one. What are you chasing after, Ezra? Yeah, so recently, like, God's been really, like, convicting my heart of, like, just, like, my situation in high school and, like, what, what, there wasn't really anything for me when it came to, like, keep developing my faith. Um, as well as, like, even last year in college, like, I think just as having more resources for college and high school young adults, like, we lose so many people when they go off to college or, you know, even in high school it starts where they just get farther and farther away from Jesus. They, they, it's the transition between, like, that childlike faith and actually taking on their own, and I don't think that there's enough for them. And so right now me and my sister are basically working on putting together a tour of the western part of the country um, the first two weeks in June, so uh, basically the idea would be to have like worship nights, um, tea nights, basically retreats uh, where we'd just be able to have fun with them, tell a little bit about our story, provide resources, hopefully a great message, and then just worship, um, just to get people excited about Jesus, uh, specifically in that um, high school and college age, and so right now we have stops, I think, in Montana, um, Wyoming, down to Colorado, a couple places in Colorado, and then a couple places in Arizona, and then we'll be coming back and things, and so me and my sister are really putting out, you know, kind of promo promo stuff for that, uh, really working to, to make it work and stuff, and contacting a lot of pastors in those areas right now, trying to set up dates and things, so that's really what I'm working towards um, as far as, like, that, and then in conjunction with that, like, at my home church, like, just keep growing, like, the the resources that we have for our high school and college age, and so we're really working on putting together, like, volunteer opportunities to work with the homeless this, this and, like, bring that, allow them to talk about Jesus to them, as well as um, some really awesome worship night opportunities that will hopefully be, be putting forth this summer. So um, that's kind of, like, Jesus has been kind of convicting my heart of, like, of that and that weakness that I feel, I feel like that we have. And so just trying to do my best to, to work to help alleviate some of that uh, in, in our church. So. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah, that sounds so awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys always make me feel like I'm not, like, it, it, so this is, the reason I'm saying this out loud isn't because I feel sorry for myself. It's because <laughs> I think other people feel this way, too. Where, when you get around people that are absolutely chasing after you know, like we talk about with your with your Instagram, like you have more Instagram followers than I'm ever gonna have. Like I could have a bajillion downloads, and I'm still not gonna. I'm like, almost at a hundred thousand downloads, and I still have like thirty five followers on Instagram. Like it's like it's just never gonna happen. Right. And that's okay. I'm okay yeah. with that. But sometimes you start to feel that imposter syndrome and inadequacy, and like you like you're talking about this super cool stuff. And as soon as you started saying it, in my brain it was just like. Oh, I could never do that. Similar like what you said with the marathon. It was just like, uh, I don't know. And so, oh, yeah, good. Everything we do makes ripples. Mm -hmm. The the only reason that I know anything about about human trafficking is because somebody told me. Yeah, I was about to say. You know? And the only reason that I am running is because somebody asked me if I would. Uh You know? So, like, I know for a fact that, that people are affected by the ministry of this podcast and everything that's attached to it. Well, and that has been, you know? Would you ever have thought about even putting on a tour if it hadn't been for Seth and Jenna? Seth and Jenna, as well as I had some friends who were missionary, missionaries in Hawaii, and they came back to Minnesota, um, and they were basically just doing the same thing in Minnesota area. And they're like, told, they were talking one night, and we were like, "Are there any dreams that that you would kind of like put away because like you just think that they're too impossible? Like I think maybe you should reevaluate them and." and and see if you can actually pull them off. And then that was one of the dreams that I had based on seeing, like, you know, my aunt and uncle travel the country and be able to do that. Um, and so, like, like I hadn't, I did never had, like, these these big dreams that I wanted to work towards um, before, like, I got into a situation where people around me were pushing me towards that. And, like, that's the cool part about this, this, like, everybody in this room pushes each other, like, you know, I personally know, like, Cameron's pushed me towards so many different goals, you know, in my life, and 
that's is it, that's what church is supposed to be. You know, pushing each other towards what we're we're trying to to you know do in this life. You know, like let's let's work together. Let's let's inspire each other to, well, what, to do what's things. What's truly important? Too. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you also you're gonna have a heck of a lot of fun doing this too. You know, <laughs> it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, it's a lot more fun than like like loading pigs on the trailer or something <laughs> in the summer. You know, like if you're yeah. gonna do something over the summer, might as well travel. It's gonna be ministry, yeah. and it's gonna be a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. Will, what are you looking for? What are you pushing for? I'm just looking. So here's here's my own plug. Uh, I'm in the Minnesota National Guard. Hey, and um, so my goal for after college is actually to uh, take a couple years off right before seminary and go active duty. And my thought for doing that, too, was just to have as much experience as I could doing that to really connect with people as a pastor. And so I, I think that's something that not very many Wells pastors especially have. And just to be able to have that experience to be able to connect with people who have gone through stuff like that and to reach that because it's like it's so cool it's like a club you know mm-hmm. and people are like oh where are you stationed oh you know do you know so and so and whatever and it's just to have that like background with someone that you do not know and then to have that as a bridge to share the gospel with them like i think that that's what i want i want that so bad mm. and on the so, back end like for a lifetime you've got that connection with the veteran community then right. particularly if you do a deployment or two mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, there's, I could walk into the VFW and be like, hey, I'm here to talk about Jesus. You can walk into the VFW and it holds a whole lot more weight. Right. That's huge, dude. Yeah. I'm pumped for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah. And free college, too. So, you know, if anyone wants to hook you up, like yeah. I'll get you in. Awesome. <laughs> so. Juan, what are you chasing after? Oh, uh, I kind of have like four main goals right now and two of them are like very long down the road. Um, so, you know, like my first one was like fresh faith, um, kind of dropping my own, um, like series of like little sermons, little Bible verses and video recording them. And I'm also dropping a little bit of merch for that too. Um, then the other one is I'm also leading some Spanish Bible studies at our college. Uh, we saw a need at MLC that there's not a lot of like diversity or cultural knowledge about stuff. And I know there's a lot of people that are interested in learning a new language such as Spanish. And given that I speak Spanish already, I thought it would be a great opportunity to offer that option to our students. Uh, so I'm doing those things. And I hope to get a lot more people coming from, from our Spanish program to do those things too. And then the two other ones are along down the road. Uh, the main one is to uh, become a missionary in South America. And I'm working with uh, Academia Cristo, which is kind of like, if you know about MLC, it's kind of like MLC, but from South America. We, we help people that don't know about the gospel, about the word, and we basically just teach them how to preach uh, and how to make their own churches there. Um, they've been going on for a while now, so I've been working with them for a while, and I've, I've, we've been doing many uh, mission trips to uh, uh, Puerto Rico and many other different countries in South America. So that, um, that's kind of like what my, my main idea is as to what I want to do once I graduate from the seminary. And I also, uh, that's kind of, this is kind of like one personal thing that I want to do is to become a, a missionary in, in France, Paris. I know that right now the Wales does not have any uh, missions in, in that side of Europe and there's a lot of like atheism and agnosticism, if that's all right, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But uh, I really want to be, maybe not the first one, but be part of that mission trip that goes there and just evangelizes people there. Um, so those are like the main four things that I'm that's really awesome. having in my mind right now. Very cool. Very cool. Why don't you spit some Spanish at us? What's John 3.16 in Spanish? Yes. Oh, don't make me quote anything like that. I actually don't know. Don't remember. Uh, it's okay. It means the same thing in English. Can you? Okay, say it in English and then I'll translate it for you in Spanish. For God so loved the world. Porque Dios tanto amor al mundo. That he gave his one and only son. There you go. There you go. I'm not the only one. Thank you. <laughs> It's hard. That's right. It's yeah, hard. I was just so drawn in by the Spanish. You said you didn't know it. Oh, uh, well, now I don't remember. Oh. I, I didn't remember back then. You gave, you gave him a second when you That's right. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was helping you out, bro. This is giving me the chance. This is the future of you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be such great Coming places. Coming to a church <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got like 20 more semesters to learn. That's true. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I was looking at my schedule for next year. And this is like, I was 
already intimidated by the not even I don't have that many more credits, but that many more classes. Yeah. And I'm already like thinking about it. Like, got, well, am I gonna I'm make thinking it about happen? what you're gonna have next year and it's yeah, Greek, Hebrew, and I'm taking extra Greek, so I'm taking the Greek you guys <laughs> have to take. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking normal Greek, but it's extra Greek for a guy like me. Yep. And then uh, you know I gotta take some like Rise of the West and other stuff too. ACR. So. You'd take Rise of the West. Yeah. Well, because they changed all the curriculum and stuff. Oh, so I, that's the only Gen Ed I have to take. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But uh, just finding a way to like that's one of the big things I'm working on right now is being disciplined now with very little work to do. Um, so that I can, well, hopefully work less um, next year, and then uh, um, like to have good study habits going in, to, be, to have a good base of the reason I did doing it the way I am is so that I have a good base of Greek before I have to jump into the Hebrew, because right. uh, it was just so hard the first time around. I said, you know what, I'm not in a hurry. Yeah, take my time. Yeah, the other one, this is gonna sound so dorky, but the other one I just keep like self-assessing on is uh, like I'm 28 years old. Like, there's no secret. Like I would love to start a family, you yeah. know, yeah. and the uh, just the consistent, not even necessarily that I'm not now, but the just a consistent asking myself of like, would I want to bring a woman into this? Yeah, you know, would I want to bring somebody else into this? Would I want to bring kids into this? You know, um, and that constant self-assessment of like, am I being what I, you know, it's it's easy to be like, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a guy that loves Jesus. It's a whole other thing to sit back and say like, okay. Am I, would I really want someone else to join me in this and see every moment of it? Yeah. You know? That's been a big one for me. Mm-hmm. We're running out of time here, guys. So uh, any last thoughts, any last words on discipline today? I'm going I'm to plug my synodical schools in here real quick because, oh my goodness, as a high schooler, some of the study habits that we learned at, at Luther <laughs> Prep, or if you go to MLS or whatever, I'm sure it's the same thing, just not as good. <laughs> but see, see, this is why we don't. He's also the first prep kid, I think, on the show. Really? There's a reason. I believe it. What? I believe so. What? Unless well, I'm mistaken. My goodness. But if we're talking about discipline, I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, just just being forced to sit down and study every day, even with just. I, I mean, I look back at high school and how little homework I have compared to now, and it's ridiculous. But I still sat down at my desk for two hours every night. And I did my homework because I was forced to. And I was forced to put my yeah. phone in the box, and I was forced to go to class every day for how many hours? I don't know how I did that. I was in class until three every day, but and football practice, and you know, it's just it it structures your life at such a young age, and really, I think it sets you up, sets you up well. Yeah. So well, if you're I on think the fence about it, do it. I think uh, area Luther High Schools, you can say the same thing. I think like, so we too. don't have failing area Luther High Schools. No. Like the blanket statement, that's absolutely true. Um, the reason our area Lutheran high schools are so popular with people that aren't part of our church body is because they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge point of praise, um, and uh, we should keep it that way. Awesome. So give us, lay down your, uh, one more time, lay down, where can we find everybody? Go ahead, Juan, you start. Oh, my personal account on Instagram is uh, J-U-A-N-D-A-E-S-E-O-B-A-R-A, and then Fresh Faith underscore Fresh Faith underscore. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ezra, E-Z-R-A, Bloomer, B-L-U-M-E-R. At Cam Shro. I'm not going to spell it again. <laughs> spell it fair. again. <laughs> Cam Shro. All right. And go ahead, Will. I don't have Instagram or Facebook or anything. Hey. I do have Pinterest. Pinterest. Ooh. So if you okay. want to follow me on Pinterest, H-A-L-L-D-O-W-K, all dot. So go hit me up. I don't think I have any followers. So if you want to be the first one, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. I've got some Pinterest followers from like way back in the day. Yeah. But I love Pinterest. It's a good it's one. Great. It's it's addictive. It's almost as addictive as uh, Instagram. Yeah, I gave up Instagram a little while ago in favor of Pinterest, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, that's, it's not a bad move. That's it's discipline not. right there. It, it is was. discipline. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good, whole that's separate a good discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole awesome. separate discussion. Yeah. Right there. And you can find the Gird Up podcast on Instagram as Gird Up underscore B underscore A underscore Man. I've been wrong for like four years about my own Instagram <laughs> handle, so it's it's right now. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Gird Up. You can join the Gird Up community there. Uh, welcome to all the people that are joining us for the first time. We had big audiences in India, Russia, Uruguay, um, some Malawi. Some That's big cool. ones recently. And, of course, we're always happy to have Americans, too. Um, actually, well, and we had someone from Ukraine, which makes sense because we had Kostya on, too. That's cool. So nice. lots of cool stuff going on. Um, and T-shirts are dropping soon. Just got the new stickers today. Um, and T-shirts are dropping soon. They're in production right now. Uh, and the website will finally be updated for the first time in, like, five years coming up here, too. So all kinds of exciting stuff going on. 
uh, find us there and go be the man that God created you to be. Awesome, fellas. Nicely done. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.